I have been looking deeply into things of late, asking myself questions such as, what in this life have I been given foremost responsibility to carefully steward and take care of? What in this life is the basis upon which everything is founded, that which I cannot leave without? I don't know about you, but I tend to find significance by surrounding myself with many questions. Questions that might be insignificant or seem insignificant to some mean something absolutely majestic to me. This is how I navigate through life. This is how my learning is stimulated and my imagination stirred. Eventually, that's how my change begins. With every questions come half a solution to my problem or a solution in entirety. You see, I came across a quote once and it stated that people would do anything, no matter how absurd it is, to avoid facing their own sores. Terrifying. But if you look closely and pay attention, this is somewhat the agenda behind economic developments, technological advancements, and the so-called intellectual depth. The powers that be Understand that if you can succeed at robbing someone of their attention from whatever it is that really matters, consciously or unconsciously, then you've succeeded at being the master of that person's life. And the pendulum of most of my generation's disorder oscillates between picking and choosing what to pay attention to. So many theories to read from, numerous concepts to fathom on what love is, on what truth is, on what desire, success, and failure mean. The list is endless. All these concepts exist to either direct our feet towards the privilege of a lifetime or away from who we really are. As far as I can discern, the cliche that what you focus on or feed your mind grows is a truism. That in lies the concept of us bringing to life what we think about. If you focus on what fills you with anxiety or envy, your soul will be colored with fear and comparison, respectively. And just so you are aware, the master of a comparative person or mind is the object of their comparison. But before I divert entirely from what my topic of target is today, here's a short question to fathom. Why do you think Social media calls the list of content posted by accounts or users that we follow a feed. Hmm. Scratch that. What does it grow? Eventually, we're a summation of what we pay attention to. We become what we behold. And sadly, we're more so than you. Welcome to Bandits of a Bullet Hose. I am your host, Kelly Kalupandi Kantumwe. And the title for today's episode is For Souls Only. It's been a while. It's been a while. But I hope we can be consistent in this new episode, in this new season. Um, I hope whatever I share, people will learn from it. People will contribute. Because, you know, I've been learning from a lot of things lately 
And I think it's high time I shared. Oftentimes I ask myself the question, what is immaterial in this world? And not long ago, I came to a consensus, which is everything that doesn't nourish your soul is immaterial. Truth be told, a lot has transpired between the last episode I shared and now. For the first time in my life, I've acknowledged how much of a human being I am because I have made decisions in my life that I never ever thought I would ever make, man. I regret some, but there have been impactful experiences that I've drawn life lessons from, so I'm grateful for them. Um, And that's how life goes. Every single time we come across decisions and choices that have consequences, and the consequences are not situational, they're not a respecter of why you made the decision in that present moment. Consequences don't care. It's an ideology of cause and effect, so I've been bearing fruit <laughs> of some of the seeds that I planted, which is okay. You know? But most importantly, I just wanted to talk about what's important to us as humans. In a culture that celebrates externals, um, what's important for us is to begin within. I always reiterate this to my loved ones. Focus on what society can take away from you. And over time, I realized that my definition of poverty, as opposed to it being the scarcity of anything, is also the abundance of everything that is immaterial <laughs> and everything that is ordered by the entropy of the universe. Poverty is having the abundance of the applause of many men and of only extrinsic love. All these things are liable to change, spitting along the merry wings and ways of time with or without your permission. Um, so apologies in advance for the background noise that you experience or hear as this podcast goes on as recording this episode in a noisy place. Um, so I think it's important for us to ask ourselves, how many things has the world taken away from us? How many rich people have become poor and does... <laughs> change ask for your permission or their permission does change come knocking like sir may i have a part of this world oh sir oh madam may i take away your loved one from you to be honest every one of us has the natural tendency to see life through our blind spots and limiting beliefs through the eyes of fear (laughs) as opposed to the lenses of faith and opportunity. And all this is a product of the state of our souls. Um, I think your soul is like a house made of glass. Glass that can be tented by whatever you paint it with. If you feed your soul with porn per se, you begin to perceive life through a stained glass. Men and women become objects for sex and not fellow humans to tender and take care of. The 
you feed your soul with the violence, you begin to throw stones. But you're forgetting that your house is made of glass. Um, have you ever entered an environment with a perfect air conditioning in like a heavily heated summer where the sun has also come to play? It's like when you enter this room, despite the external environment being scorching, this perfectly conditioned room has conditions of its its own. Um, this analogy speaks into how much the world will try to change you and rob you of that perfect conditioning of your inner being. Over time, I've met tender and kindred souls. I've met a bunch of people that have experienced the salvation of their worldviews to the extent that the world's sins cannot rob them of the peace that the salvation or the saving grace brings. These people are so calm. These people are so collected. And this is why Jesus came to change the narrative of what we should focus on. Jesus came to teach us that it's okay to love and not stone the prostitutes. It is okay to love the thief. He came to teach us that love is for all souls. And it is the only one that recalibrates the soul and attracts it to a world that makes it feel worthy of existence. And that's what the Son of Man focused on. Not the 99 souls that have it figured out, but the one that has been infected or affected by the world's procrastination, suicidal ideation and anxiety, you name it. The thief on the cross, <laughs> strongly looking through the eyes of the Son of God and perceiving the metanoia, that the whole body was broken and bruised. His soul experienced the satisfaction of the kingdom filled with milk and honey. And then the thief requested not to be forgotten. And that peace was transmuted or extended to him, even in death. That's the power of saving the soul. That's how important your soul is. Ladies and gentlemen, it's important for you to understand this. You carry you with you. Everywhere you go. You can't escape yourself. Try as you might. It's pointless. It's pointless.